0: Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls Podcast, where we are going to talk today about trolling by proxy gossip. You're reading this opening so terrible. I'm not reading. I'm not reading it. You're reading. It sounds natural. But first, <laughs> we're going to read an email uh, from Steve that we got. And we it made us both laugh.
1: Probably um, our favorite email so can, far.
0: You can send us an email at don'temailthetrolls at gmail.com. We listen to everything. We read everything. We understand everything about everything, and we enjoy yeah. it, so please uh, send us an email. Don't Nate, we? Nate, you want to read this uh, from Steve?
1: Uh, I'm 33-year-old father. I'm a carpenter and blah, 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 <laughs> and it's the third week of dance festivals. I'm trying to read it fast. Yeah. Uh, yesterday's festival I ended up crying during the lyrical duo. I'm understanding how incredible beautiful the art of dance is. Oh, that's And then a thought sweet. popped into my head. What if I tried to dance? Immediately, my inner trolls came to me, and obviously I can't. I'm a 33-year-old man. I can't learn to dance, blah, 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 blah. So I contacted my daughter's teacher and asked her how to get started. She pointed me me in the direction
0: of some adult dance classes and told me that she would give me private lessons so I don't feel like a fish out of water when I go to my first class. Who knew that some 10-year-old girls could inspire me to do something that I might end up loving? Thank you for the encouragement to not feed my own inner trolls and say yes to life. Steve. Steve! Steve, you are going to be the world's greatest dancer. Yeah. Because the world's Just greatest dancer dance. had to overcome the inner troll, the difficulty, the adversity, and um, actually open yeah. yourself to being inspired by 10-year-old girls into the beautiful art form of dance.
1: It's probably my favorite email we've gotten so far because a, it takes a lot to be a man and and kind of say, hey, I'm watching my girls do dancing and now I want to dance.
0: Uh, shoot us an email at trolls at gmail.com or go to our Patreon page. Become a patron. You can message us. We respond to your messages. Uh, Patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls.
1: Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to Don't Feed the Trolls, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, art, and culture through
0: the lens of our experiences touring the world and creating art
1: vocationally. We hope to bring topics out of the minefield of the comments sections and into the sphere of reasonable dialogue. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Don't
0: Feed the Trolls, a podcast united against the habit of skimming the surface of life. We want to go deep, to create valuable things, to explore meaning, and in order to do so, we have to fight off our trolls. This week, we talk about gossip troll. Gossip troll. Let's dive into this gossip topic. Yeah,
1: you know, we can whisper all we want, people. We can whisper... And people hear you whispering, and they go, oh, man, they're whispering? They're talking about me? They're talking about someone else? Yeah. And I think that's what's interesting is when you see people whispering, you automatically think they're talking about you, huh? Isn't that, isn't that funny? Sure. Like, Why are you whispering? Let's talk about uh, uh, old Winston Churchill. He said, a lie gets halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to get its pants on. <laughs> isn't right. that true, though?
0: This goes back to the whole a negative thought imprints right away on your brain and a positive thought imprints it takes 15 seconds of focused effort to really Mm -hmm. engage with that positive thought for it to imprint on your mind so it's just true the lie gets halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to get its pants
1: on and that's what we're talking about gossip we want to talk about gossip because i think this is a big part of what makes us troll each other and troll ourselves because we tend to bond socially by going to somebody and saying did you hear you know what i mean? And then you go, yeah, she's a bitch. Oh. (laughs) And it's not just women. It's men, too. But then you create these, like, bonds together. But really, you're kind of connecting, like, in a really unhealthy way, right?
0: Sure. There's a negative aspect to it. Uh, I'm reading a lot of these articles right now. There's one on npr.org, brainblogger.com. We can add these links to our show notes. But uh, they're basically saying uh, hearing gossip about people can change the way you see them. And... Negative gossip actually alters the way our visual system responds to a particular face, according to one study. Um, It also is uh, a helpful and natural way of um, helping you predict who is friend or who is foe.
1: But isn't there a difference between gossiping and constructive criticism of, like, you come out and you say, okay, this thing happened, I'm talking to you about it, versus people who kind of love, stir up the junk of somebody else. Right. You know what I mean? I just think there's two different things going on. I think gossip is like loving the negativity in someone else and talking about specifically that person versus here's this crappy thing that happened to me. How do I process this out? There's also,
0: I mean, mean, uh, the researchers are saying there's actually positive gossip too, which is like talking about the, I guess, the achievements of other people um, that you know. So interesting it,
1: that's gossip, you know.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Well, it's just talking about people behind their back. So I'm Sad. reading this on the uh, on the NPR article. If somebody is higher than you on the food chain, you want dirt about them. You want negative information because that's the stuff you can exploit to get ahead.
1: You know this, uh, Robin Dunbar. She says, I think she's a psychologist. Let's just say that she's a real big psychologist. <laughs> and she, she's real smart. She says that two thirds of our conversation is gossip. Wow. Two Thirds.
0: Now, do you we ever... don't talk
1: about music and movies and other good stuff. We talk about other people. So, two I, thirds of the time,
0: I have like a natural. Just when people start talking about other people, I get uncomfortable. You do, um, yeah, because I'm a I'm a all in type of guy, and I know the end result. You know, after those long nights when all we could talk about was how crappy somebody was, when I dive into that, I really go in. You know, and uh I just feel terrible after that. I just feel like a yeah, like a bad person. Like I didn't achieve anything it was just like cutting someone else down and it doesn't make me feel good you know in the moment you get a little hit of endorphins or adrenaline or you, you just can
1: go on gossip binges yeah
0: gossip binge yeah generally speaking when people are doing that I try to like and it's really annoying I think to some people who are more prone to gossip because they are, yeah. their goal is to be intimate with me and to share me with me a secret and so they want this connection with me but i am fighting the connection i'm saying well they probably don't mean it that way and you got to think about their side of it and what they're on one on one hand i'm avoiding gossip but the other hand i'm avoiding intimacy with this person so it's a really hard situation to be in because then now this person feels like they can't confide in me in some regard it feels like
1: you don't want to connect through this weird sharing of negative information. I'd rather information.
0: not connect through that. If, if if we want to talk about negative things, we can talk about our own flaws. And that, I think, is even more of a vulnerable connection.
1: That's what I'm doing now, I would say, in my 20s. Dude, I had to bond with people by sharing negative information about other, other people. yeah, Girlfriends and best friends. And actually had a friend who was a good friend in my 20s. I got married and got happy. And started to realize, like, hey, I don't want to bond through the negative shit talk, basically. Right, right. Just kind of realize, like, I don't really get the kick, like you were saying, of sharing negative information. I'm tempted to do it because I'm an emotional person. I like to bond with people. And the easiest thing to do is to go, oh, man, this happened. And this person's a turd face. Kind of brought this up to you as as a possible don't feed the trolls. Because I really think that it does feed the trolls. And our brains start to get rewired. And we start to just see the negative instantly in other people, in ourselves. And that's all we can do now. Well, the science
0: totally confirms that. It actually changes your physical perception of people's faces. Like your emotional response to a person's face can be completely changed due to negative information told to you about that person.
1: So here's the deal. It's so addictive to talk instantly about other people. Right. And then go, we're going to bond right now. Like, sometimes I'm tempted with you. Like, I call you and we're like, you know, here's what's going on in our lives. And I just think, you know what? I've done that enough in my life. And I was having a conversation with a friend today. I was saying, I don't think human beings are trained to realize that our natural response is to go negative right. and to talk about other people. So we have to sort of train ourselves and be disciplined. Right. What are some things that you do, Matt, to, like, train yourself to, like, okay, I want to bond with this person. I want to say, dude, did you hear what happened with old... Stumpy McGee, Yeah, he lost his leg doing this sure. stupid thing. And you're like, well, his name is Stumpy McGee. So let's give Stumpy uh, the benefit of the doubt. Is that well, what you do? or
0: <laughs> I caught the joke a little late. Uh, wi- <laughs> I would say for me, an added dose of empathy injected into the conversation can really change it. So the first person to stand up and say, man, that's so sad. I mean, I just feel so bad for that person. Just a simple statement of empathy. It's more likely, I think, that the other person will join in and say, yeah, that is really sad. As opposed to, what a fucking dumbass. <laughs> you know, like, there's no empathy in that statement. You yes, know? yes, yes. So I'm... Yes. Um, I think that's a good thing. You can bond and you can talk about the choices that that person made. And this is what they're talking about. It's actually can be helpful for you to define, you know, what is healthy for your life. You know, so-and-so left their wife with this other person and the kids and, you know, that those stories Mm. talked about behind that person's back can help shape positive behavior. Yeah. Okay. So there
1: is a positive aspect to some gossip in some senses, but I think that's just a license for us to be lame personally. I think talking about it on this podcast is big. Like, oh, yeah, well, see, I can gossip, and it's cool. It's got some positive benefits, you
0: know? <laughs> well, yeah, it's got some positive benefits when you're defining the actions of other people and you're examining it. But when it becomes negative, I think it's important just to remember how much power that has over our minds, especially the negative stuff. You don't want negativity to imprint. You want positivity to. So I would say inject empathy into those statements.
1: So what do you think of Justin Bieber's face then, Matt? <sighs>
0: I feel for anybody who is dropped into superstardom as a teenager or even oh, younger. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there is no hope unless you're Justin Timberlake. And I'm pretty sure Justin Timberlake's going to come out as like some serial axe murderer or something <laughs> behind the scenes because there's no way he's that normal. You remember how, like, the tiny little slice of fame we had? went straight to our heads in our 20s. Imagine what would yeah. happen if you were 14, 15, 16 Well, old. it was always
1: awkward for me. I always felt weird about it because I was I was 25 when it happened. Even in our little scene, you're walking around Warp Tour or whatever, there was always other bands that got hounded by fans or yeah. couldn't walk out of the bus because it gets, you know, surrounded. there was always that. You were, so just,
0: that, you were that. just feeling that imposter syndrome, like, I'm not really famous, only four people recognize me today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it was, you know, I only signed a few autographs and then feel like okay, but most people thought I was an under oath that summer. So Nate, was, w- fun.
0: <laughs> That's funny, or or they <laughs> thought you were me, uh, yeah, or vice versa.
1: Said earlier is the shift. Sharing negative information about other people or sharing negative information about yourself. Right. So what I've noticed the last three or four years of my friendships that I continue to have from younger, we've 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 adopted this shift. I've spent 80% of the conversation talking about my own flaws, just like we did on the last episode of right. self-awareness. Like, oh, I always do this and I wonder why. And my friend will go, yeah, I always do the same thing, and I wonder why. Yeah. So we're talking about our own flaws, and our you can own really bond personal... over
0: that. Yeah, that vulnerability. And, and,
1: and it's a good bond. You hang up and you go, I just talked bad about myself the whole time. Yeah. There's Not a delineation self-deprecating. there. self-deprecating. Yeah,
0: you can be totally self-deprecating, and then that leads to a negative outlook on yourself as opposed yes. to – Constructive a conf- criticism. A constructive confession in confidence with another person. And that's the therapy aspect of like, you know what? I'm really struggling with this. And then that person can hear you and, in a sense, by hearing you absolve you of it in a way and let you feel a little bit freer, a little bit lighter.
1: I am now saying, okay, here's what happens when this happens. Like my wife will say this about me, or I'll react poorly to her, and I'll call a friend who's married also, and I'll say, "How do you deal with this when you do that?" You know, and you're like, "Yeah, I've noticed that I do this to my wife. It's not cool." As right. opposed to the people you call, and they throw their own wife under the bus to you. I do not, <laughs> I, I do not call that. those people.
0: Yeah, I can't handle yeah. that. I'm like, "Why are you married?" Like,
1: this is your best friend of all time that puts up with your crap daily. <laughs> yeah. You do not get to talk about. Yeah. So that anyway, that's that. But I think there's a lot of people who do that. They call and they throw their spouse sure. under the bus with their child. I mean, it's just it just that can't that can't last.
0: But it's help. But it's helpful in identifying that there is a problem. I mean, if someone ca- calls me and does that and starts doing that and just like I need to talk to you about my wife, she's being nuts. I can tell them really clearly and really accurately that your marriage is in crisis. And before you know it, if sure. you don't address this and if you guys don't get counseling you will be divorced that's just i just know that you know scientists have figured out that contempt is the one emotion that they can dictate and there's a scientist actually at uh, UW that's been doing these studies for years and he he does hmm. face analysis and um he can analyze contempt so he just he can film a couple and they're talking to each other about anything and he analyzes their facial expressions and finds content like if there's contempt in, in the facial expression. Whoa. And then he can tell them he's accurate to like 95% which which ones are gonna be divorced. Crazy. And which ones will last. And even, Just in because a, of that face. even in a even in a conversation about the dog, like why don't you take your dog outside? He can look in and see the contempt, the contempt emotion, like in a flinch. And then he can go, they're gonna get divorced. And he's right it's because cool. there's contempt. Like, yeah. cont- if you have contempt for someone, you're gossiping about your spouse behind their back negatively, you are not gonna last and your life no. is gonna be hell. No. And you've got legal fees and you got co parenting and you got a lot of stuff to deal with. So keep that shit out of your marriage.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, easily keep it out of your marriage. But it's just keep it out of your life in general because people take this to their grave. They never conquer this problem. Right. And I think we talked about it a couple of episodes ago, the cranky old bastard and the loving old grandpa. Right, or whatever. right. Who do you want to become? You got to see people as just as flawed as you. And right. If you don't. Over time, if you gossip about people, People are going to back away, and I think that's the thing is a lot of friends, uh, they just kind of say, you know what, thanks, but no thanks after a certain amount of time right? if you're this way. I think people have walked away from me because I've done this, and I think I've walked away from others.
0: And creativity especially. I mean, gossip and bands, you know, we were such a tight-knit, fused group while we were traveling on the road in this 15-passenger van together, and um yeah you know sleeping in hotels and sharing beds and this thing and so we were so fused one there would be an occasion where one band member would ride with another band and they'd be gone and suddenly it was like open season on that band member I mean some of it was funny like oh man when Skip does this or ha," I bet you Robbie's doing this or whatever it's just like that's so typical them and we just laugh 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 and then, like, they would come back and they would, like, look at us and be like, you guys are talking. You guys are talking shit about me. Uh, uh, <laughs> we uh, like, dude, yeah, I actually have a, You chose I, to leave, man. You don't leave the group. There are clearly yeah, he, defined
1: lines here. This actually reminds me of a really big story that happened on Warp Tour 06. Um, and I know this because we were kind of in the middle of it all. Under Oath left the tour because there was this gossip that the singer of Under Oath was... Doing cocaine with Fat Mike yeah, in the yeah, tour yeah. bus, yeah, and then Fat Mike said it on stage, and it's funny because Dan Coke was friends with Fat Mike, sure, and yeah, I remember that. He was on the bus that day, so here's Dan Coke in the corner, and he's like, "Dude, I don't remember any of that stuff going down or happening."
0: Right,
1: it was drama all over warp Tour. Did you, you see Fat Mike got Underoath kicked off the tour, and right. then, and then, oh no, they just left because they had internal drama. No, Dude, the funny it,
0: thing is they were actually buddies, Fat Mike and and the Underoath dudes, like Spencer, were, yeah. They were friends. Well, but well, that's thought, what Dan like, was that, saying. Like, hated them because he like he would rib them on stage like for being a Christian band or whatever. Uh, he's funny. I think he's harmless.
1: But you're right though. It, there was this gossip between band members, different bands. You could probably name a couple of uh, rumors you've heard about bands. Sure, right off the top of your head, I'm sure. I mean, I've
0: heard so many people say, like I don't know. We 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 were toured, we toured with Reliant K, and then I go over uh, to Chrissy's family, and her brothers were like into them at the time. And they're like, man, I heard, you know, I heard Matt Teason was a jerk. And I'm like, why? Why did you hear that? He, like, someone was like yelling for an autograph at like a festival, and he walked past. That's the jerk move. That's why he's labeled yeah. a jerk to you. Like, you don't know yeah. anything about his day, or you know, might have not heard you, or he might have had been having a crappy day, and he just wanted, he was tired, and he wanted to go lay down. You just go straight to the negative, like, yeah, oh, he's a jerk. He's a jerk. He didn't. You didn't turn around, face me, give me the time of day. What a jerk!
1: There's the fan perspective of the band, and then there's the band perspective of the band. Right. When you get to know, and everyone knows this. I mean, you, could, I could name like five bands, and you might know something, some sort of gossip. Like I could say Taking Back Sunday. Sure. You know, some kind of gossip. Beginner, yeah. Um,
0: turmoil there.
1: Like I'll just pick a random band that I have no connection to. Like I remember hearing a rumor about uh, Foster the People. Yeah. S- someone said the singer was crazy. And he has his own tour bus, and the rest of the band hates the guy. Like, I heard that rumor. I have no idea if it's no true or not. No idea if it's true. <laughs> oh, Celebrity Gossip's the worst. Oh, I could dude, care but the- less.
0: People are like, did I you hear about Lady Gaga? And did you know about Katy Perry? And did you, I heard the Taylor Swift, I'm just like, I can't, I just can't do it. <laughs> Chrissy's family does it. They want to talk about these people they don't know, and I just yeah. can't. It just feels wrong. But being so in a band, wrong. did that
1: cure? Did that cure your gossip? Yeah, because for you? I, like I assume, being in a band? like,
0: I peered over the wall into what kind of celebrity is. I got a look. I wasn't in it, but I got a look. What, over what did the you wall. see?
1: What did you see when you peered <laughs> well, over that wall? I
0: saw that the celebrities are just like us. They're people. Yeah. They're flawed. They have their own issues. They should not be the topic of conversation unless they're act, active people in our lives. It's just. Why not talk about real people that we actually know? It's just, it's so dumb to, to go, well, let's place all of our anxiety, self-esteem issues on this other person because they're out in, in the public eye and, every you know, they can be the pariah. To me, I just don't, I, I just really don't like it.
1: Well, here's the thing that people don't realize is that casually participating in the gossip kills people. Like, I remember when Sherwood put out our second record and we went over to the UK, our publicist was in the same complex as Amy Winehouse's apartment. We had to park in this back alley, and all of a sudden, there was like probably like seventy-five photographers just camped out in this back alley. Huh? And we parked the the you know our little van, and we were like going into the publicist, and we come back out, and then we asked the guys like who ran the. I'm like, what's 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 over here? And it's like, oh, Amy Winehouse lives right there. I'm telling you, Whoa. We were there for probably three and a half hours, and they're just all camped out, yeah. eating food, hanging out, just in front of her house. Did and I'm, her think,
0: documentary, Amy.
1: I didn't see the. Oh my gosh! There's
0: there's a huge part of it where like they are literally just parasitic, not letting her have any privacy or any life. Yeah, you when you say it can literally kill you, (laughs) the gossip, brags, the celebrities, the magazines, the people who wouldn't leave her alone for such a fragile person who is an addict. I mean, where else can you go? Right? You have to. You have to escape inward.
1: But this is what I was going to say earlier in the podcast. Like, I'm glad that like when I was walking around Warped Tour, I didn't really get noticed because like I saw it in Amy Winehouse level, and she's probably the biggest tabloid singer of probably of all time, just because of her personal problems. But you are participating in that gossip; you were killing somebody, right? And if all these social causes that we have these days, like boycott these people, boycott the gossip. Seriously, you picking up and spending two fifty on that stupid magazine on your flight from Tampa to. It's not good to, for your
0: brain. Or, I mean, I, I, my no. wife, I remember when we first got married, she would kind of like, it was It was like an addiction. She would like feel bad about herself, buy a magazine, and then it would make her feel worse.
1: <laughs> it does. <laughs> and she's like eating like McDonald's.
0: She had to quit the, the, the gossip magazine for her brain's sake, for her health's sake. But, I mean, I will say gossiping, as researchers have said, um, is a social skill, not a character flaw, argues Some psychologists. So it's something that we're going to do. We're going to talk about other people. You know, baboons groom each other to keep social ties strong. Uh, Humans are more evolved. So we use gossip as social glue. Both are learned behaviors. Um, So. so right, man there
1: is a way to gossip well let's do something like we did on the other side episode where i throw out something to you and then you kind of come back at me with a healthy proper response okay let's make fun of the bad christian guys for a okay. second because All right, sure. i heard that um, joey is kind of difficult to deal with with the bad christian podcast guys you know he's kind of out of it doing his own thing or whatever right. what do you what do you have to say about that
0: i would ask you a little bit more information how much more information do you know about
1: you know, we try to work with them on this podcast, and I heard that Matt was just, like, frustrated one day and said something, and blah, blah, blah. So there's this gossip about the inner workings yeah. of Bad Christian Podcasts. And well, you know, I... Joey's I, difficult. I heard Joey... And so is Toby. I, I,
0: they're all difficult. Well, you know, Joey has expressed um, his struggle on the Bad Christian Podcast with depression, and I imagine that uh, a lot of the difficulty, if, if it is true that, that he's difficult to wor- work with, stems from those issues, and I think... You know, I just really feel for the guy. I think, um, you know, he's he's really working it out, and you know, hopefully, he, he becomes uh, better to work with in the future.
1: <laughs> I know it sounds so corny and cheesy and, and fabricated, but
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I I almost hate it, that more than gossiping. I think that's a great way to respond. What other information do you have, Nate, about Joey? Right? Are you just going on like one conversation you have with somebody? And we tend to do that. We tend to hear, like, one or two facts. We treat it as, like, the Constitution, and then we go to other people and say, did you hear that Matt McDonald has just a very bad temper? He is just not
0: a Christian. Oh, I got a good one for you, Nate. I heard uh, Hillary is just chumming it up with Wall Street bankers, (laughs) and she doesn't care about the American middle class at all. She just cares about money, and she's just going to screw over the middle class. What do you think about that,
1: Nate? Hillary's a bitch, dude. I don't <laughs> like that girl. At all
0: <laughs> you have like, to do it, Nate. You have to. Anybody
1: but Hillary. You, hashtag anybody have, but Hillary. You gotta defend her. You gotta you gotta empathize. No, we're not doing the other side episode. We're doing the how do you respond to gossip, but 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 I'm just telling the truth. I'm just telling the truth, man. Nate Nate. <laughs> how do you empathize with Hillary? She has a difficult husband, and she so is we a know woman, that.
0: and you know women have to. You know that's what I would say. I would, I would call on her woman card.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Hillary enough. Politics are hard and difficult, but I would say, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's just... got to pay for her campaign. She has friends that are in banks. Yeah, well, big deal. So that doesn't like, mean got, she's evil, right? You got rich friends, yeah, um, and they're kind of weird. Let's be honest. Every rich person I know is a little bit off. Yeah, just. <laughs> like let's just criticize
0: hard. let's just broad stroke any of our rich listeners you're <laughs> no, I'm serious. weird
1: I meant, be i've like had a us. weird interaction with a lot of rich people <laughs> <laughs> I've because met it's like being decent, in a band when you're rich yeah. people know you're rich and when you're in a band people know you're in a band yeah. they treat you differently right you know what i'm saying right like we talked about this i think one episode where you had some rich Classic crime fans, and you guys talk to them a little bit longer at the merch table and shit like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess so because they're, yeah, it's it. They're, I mean, that's like a politician, right? I've got a high value donor here who can really inject Mm -hmm. some some funds into my merch table, uh, or into my band or whatever. They can really help us out with fundraising, so I'm going to spend more time with them, which is such a practical. American I fight that nature. I like to fight that nature because I think that sometimes like the most beneficial conversations I've had is with the person who like isn't, you know, connected or isn't putting themselves out there. I think sometimes that's the most beneficial conversation cuz when you talk to people who are kind of in the backgrounds or in the shadows or you know, like yeah. I, like Jesus did, I think those people respond a lot more to that behavior in a positive way and you can actually affect change a little bit more. But not to say focus on poor people and not rich people I, I think everybody needs needs love man I love you
1: You know, the first time I actually really thought about that idea was uh, the Pager of the Lion song. You thought you saw someone stay friends with somebody who was unsuccessful. And that's that's a big part of uh, the band world. Like, there are so many bands that you went on tour with. They took off. And yeah, I mean, I've had three or four friends that we've hung out with backstage, and we were just normal bands that that now have Grammys.
0: It kind of feels like if I text some of my friends who are more successful, or I guess I thought we were friends, or we were on tour... It almost feels like i'm uh, chirping up the ladder a little bit like mm. i'm trying to use them if i feel like i'm trying to use them when i'm not i'm just i just stay away from that whole thing <laughs> if, if people want to reach out to me i make myself pretty unavailable to everybody equally so
1: <laughs> yeah but it's but it creates a weirdness and i think it creates the opportunities to gossip because you go oh well we played a show with the old drummer from 21 pilots right I think to myself like, oh, they're like the one of the biggest bands in the United States right now. It's easy for me to go, he was kinda lame that day when we played that show. You, you
0: wanna Whatever. think about that? Yeah.
1: I don't know that. They could be like the coolest dudes ever. And I and, and my but my initial response is to think, eh he was laying because he's up the sure ladder
0: it of it, and you know, if you can take him down a peg, you can step up a little, you know, and that's just human nature, but and that's
1: what that article was all about. Yeah, it, 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 in group and out
0: group is really you know, bonding and being. The article says people are most likely to spread a story if it's about someone familiar to them, and if the story is particularly juicy, it really ooh, helps it juicy. share. So, when two people share a dislike of another person, it brings them closer, which is a literal. Effect so that cl- closeness or the social glue aspect of gossip is the driving motivator mm. for it.
1: I remember being on college campuses and girls would walk to class with those shorts on the back it said "juicy." Is that what they were promoting? That they were ready <laughs> to gossip, gossip or what? Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> they were just ready sh- to share some details. <laughs> Do you remember, remember
0: those? "juicy" shorts? Juicy shorts. Well, that's
1: uh, I think we should wrap up maybe with some a uh, few more hints and clues on how to stop yourself from gossiping. So okay. I think I think we covered, just to like recap, I think what we covered or what you've said to me is that you immediately try to empathize with the person if someone comes to you. Because what happens is, is I think someone comes to you with some negative piece of information. Like you're sitting there and you're doing right. your thing and someone goes, hey, did you hear this thing about this person? And immediately you want to be like, you don't want to be a jerk to this person, so you're at work. You're sitting around the water cooler, right? Someone comes up to you and says, "Oh man, Jeff over in accounting, guy's a total douche." And you're like, <laughs> "And you're like, uh, I don't know anything about Jeff, but I know a little bit about this guy, Mike, that came to me to tell me about Jeff, right?" Right. Um, I wanna, I wanna bond with Mike. I could potentially be future friends with Jeff. I don't know yet. Right. I just got this job. Well, the,
0: the, uh, all right. And here, Mike, Mike could create drama. With Jeff and you, without you even knowing Jeff, he's just going to change your whole perspective on him if you go into that situation.
1: And you got to think to yourself, well, what if what if Mike goes to Jeff in ten minutes and says all this crap about me? Right, I just showed up. Right. So I think the situation there is to not be confrontational and just go along with whatever he says and go, "Mm, yeah, he he does kind of he does kind of smell like Chinese food in the (laughs) afternoon. Gosh. What a jerk! Really. you know what I mean. What about turning we down have, the
0: invitation to pick, uh, to pick the other guy
1: apart? Like, what about so changing what the saying.
0: subject or, you know,
1: uh, yeah, or just like I like the question you said. Well, what what information do you have about him, or, sure. or why do you think that is? And then the person has to go, oh well, you know, I heard his girlfriend's just dumping him right now, and you're like, oh, that must suck for him that his girlfriend's breaking up with him right now. And then that person goes, oh, yeah, maybe maybe he is being a jerk right now because his girlfriend totally just broke up with him. Oh, right. I should give him the bet. You know what I mean? And immediately that you defuse the situation. Right. I just think for me, so many times in the past, I just immediately was like, I kind of dove in to create that bond. And I think derailing, going, sidestepping, redirecting the conversation. Sure.
0: Changing right? the subject is probably a good first step. Or I would say the injecting empathy. Say something positive about the person who's the target of gossip because positivity can spread. It can be uh, contagious. So if you say something positive, sometimes people will even sort of in that tribally packed mentality sense go, well, I can be positive too. And they'll say something positive and it'll totally change into a positive conversation about how you really wish the best for that person. Confront it too politely yet firmly. Just say, I don't, I'm trying to like fight gossip.
1: Positivity is a big old bucket of baking soda on those battery terminals. <laughs>
0: oh Negativity. man, the alliteration in that sentence, Nate. You are a Boom. fantastic lyric writer. Positive, oh, thanks, man. Positivity, a big old bucket of baking soda on those battery terminals.
1: That's a lot <laughs> of D's. That's
0: called alliteration, by the way, if you didn't know you were doing it.
1: I, I-, I was in a band with Dan Koch. He let me know. All my English flaws. All the English. The <laughs> uh, number four is
0: point out missing <laughs> information. So I mean, that's wait. What form. number? What? I just. What, I don't at, even know where I'm we're on just numbers. looking online. I'm just looking online at some numbers. Here. Okay. Okay. I mean, you could just go- Google right. five ways or ten ways or twenty ways to stop gossiping. Oh, didn't. I didn't I missed number want. three
1: and number two, so I, I must have been out to lunch.
0: Yeah, I think. It's, it's, it's really a position, but yeah, there's plenty of ways to, to stop it in your life, or at least do it more constructively, so that you aren't changing your perspective on somebody to be negative, because the science shows that you will look at that person's face after gossiping about them, and have an emotional negative reaction.
1: My favorite people in my life right now do not gossip. Really. Oh, absolutely. Um, you can trust them, too, because and-
0: you know they're not going to go behind your back.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think it just, I think you're further screwing yourself socially the more you participate in gossip. Because what Mike's going to do is he's going to go back to his desk, or I can't remember if it was Mike or Jeff, whoever was the gossiper, is going to yeah. go back to his desk and sit down and feel a little bad because he's like, oh man, I just gossiped to the new guy. Right. And Mike doesn't know. Mike's probably like, everyone around here is gossiping about me, everyone right. around there is talking about me. This is our tendency as human beings. We want to gossip about other people, and then we think everyone else is just gossiping about us. Right. So it's just all about Circle. how we're feeling in us. So out there, people, you got trolls. They're in the form of inner trolls, outer trolls, and then they're in the form of talking about other people's trolls. Right. You know, you know Matt's always just talking, 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 yep. talking. <laughs> Nate, Nate's always just out in a left field somewhere. like. <laughs> Him and Toby would be good friends at the on the Bad Christian podcast. Why don't be. they do a podcast together? They should. <laughs> they That's should.
0: positive. I think you should. I think you absolutely should. Well, you know what I'm saying, though. Do so whatever. yeah,
1: don't gossip. Don't do it. And don't read those tabloids. Absolutely, Let's stay say away from that, that
0: garbage. Uh, you guys, we we're gonna wrap it up, but we we probably missed a lot of this topic. There's plenty of stuff online on gossip. It's uh, well documented well researched so if you want to look that up just type it into your google search or whatever um, or shoot us an email if we miss something or you have some comments or questions or anything like that don't email the trolls at gmail.com also we have a contact send us your gossip send us your g- gossip about us we'll take it um, if you if you need to feel better just talk shit about us we'll, we'll be here for you uh, go to our contact form on trollspodcast.com if you want to fill that out also check out our patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash
1: don't feed the trolls and last but not least if you're gonna call someone up today and talk to them talk about yourself instead yeah And how you can get better right instead of talking about somebody else yeah you'll feel better in the morning you'll feel we so promise
0: much better we promise you know, we no, ga- guarantee we it guarantee it
1: all right man, hey, have a good have a good time on tour, Matt.
0: All right, brother. Uh, well, yeah, I hope I'm not going
1: to podcast yeah, so you get back. Right? I hope
0: to see you guys out there if you're if you're around the West Coast, please come see us uh, theclassiccrime.com for tickets and information. These words just come out. With no cross to I'm sorry but I'm just thinking of the right I know they don't